Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. What is it about horses that makes them such amenable creatures to work with? Equine therapy is used by many autistic and neurodiverse people here in Ireland to enhance physical or emotional healing. Rupert Isaacson, founder of the Horse Boy programme, was first introduced to the virtues of equine therapy when his non-verbal three-year-old son began speaking just hours after getting in the saddle. Rupert joins me now. Rupert, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. This sounds like an amazing story, but, but take me back to your son when he was... Before the horse, he was diagnosed as as autistic. He was. um, He um, was nonverbal and incontinent and tantruming all the time, seemingly, you know, out of the blue. And I'm sure a lot of the people listening right now are in this position. And I can tell you guys, if you're listening, there is a way. Um, so listen up because I'm going to talk through the neuroscience. Right. When I do these interviews, I want them to be of value to people. Right. Um, so I will be telling you something you can practically do. So please you, you were, go and get a pen and paper. All right. Yeah. You were at your wits end. I was in despair. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you'd yeah. gone to behavioral therapy. I'd gone to behavioral therapy and not only did it not work, but it was making the situation worse. Most people, not just people with autism, but most people with neuropsychiatric conditions have an overdeveloped amygdala and the amygdala m-a-y-g-d-a-l-a which means almond in greek because it's a gland that looks like an almond it's the reptilian part of your brain that governs fight flight and freeze and it makes your body produce a hormone called cortisol and cortisol is a neurotoxin it's actually a kills brain cells and it, but it does it for a practical reason if while I was talking an elephant exploded through the wall behind me here neither of us would keep talking no. you would just dive to the side and only when the elephant had gone out through the wall behind you would we resume talking about this and we would have no choice in the matter that's the cortisol at work it makes you act not think the problem is if your amygdala is overdeveloped and overstimulated um, you think there's an elephant coming through the wall all the time and uh, stimuli right. can um, that would not normally in a neurotypical person right. um, trigger the amygdala will trigger it in you so if you then add to that bewilderment and fear a controlling personality type um, you're going to get a kid trying to climb out through the wall and that's exactly and that was your experience that was, that was my experience so, okay. but I didn't know what else to do right but somebody had recommended that you kind of almost follow the child around physically follow them around try and notice positive and negative sensory triggers well right here's what happened um, I'm like you I'm a journalist as well as a horse trainer and so I asked questions and I thought well who could help me here I thought it has to be somebody autistic. It has to be somebody on the inside who understands it from the inside. And it needs to be somebody who started life exactly where my son is, nonverbal, incontinent, etc., but has somehow made it. Who's that person? And I, I realized, oh, it's this person, Dr. Temple Grandin in the USA. She is very autistic. When she was three, she was wiping her poo on the walls and nonverbal rocking. They were going to put her in an institution. Her mum said, no, I know there's an intellectual... In that, and I did a lot of really intensive one-to-one work, specifically following her interests, which in that time, oddly enough, coincidentally, were also horses. Okay. I asked her for an interview because she's now a professor of animal sciences at Colorado State University and a neuroscientist. And I said, how does my son become you? 
And she said, Rue, you've got to do three things. You've got to follow the kid physically so that you can actually observe what they're into because they're not going to say, I want to play w- with the cell phone that's on the table here. They're just going to pick it up and play with it. Um, you need to follow them emotionally, which means that you need to see when they're upset and when they're happy and notice what sensory stimuli are in their environment. And she said, Rupert, top tip, you'll generally notice that the bad sensory triggers are man-made. So fluorescent strip lights, industrial noise, smell of cleaning solvents, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, hum, echo in a room. And uh, most of the good triggers are natural because the human but you know, uh, organism, that's you and that's me, is designed to be in nature because it's part of nature it's not designed to be here in the studio as nice as the studio is if we were in here for more than an hour we'd want to get out and get under a tree just because that's what our biology tells us to do so i said that makes sense and she said then you've also got to follow them intellectually and i said what does that mean because they've got a non-verbal three-year-old here i mean i'm not having conversations with them about the finer points of wb yates you know Mm. what's going on with that and she said no no rue um it's about the stims the stimulatory activity that they do the repetitive stuff she said which again the behavioral therapist will often try to stop them from doing because they say well that's non-appropriate but they said that's the clue to the brain and she said put simply for example if it's a really repetitive stim i hope this doesn't go too hard on the ears in the mic but like yeah like that then um that's a math science brain usually and if it's a more exploratory type stim it's usually an art storytelling brain. I thought, wow, wow. only yeah, someone on the inside could tell you yes. something like that, right? So I went back and um, just opened the door and followed him. And yeah. he, he went into the woods uh, behind the house and immediately wanted to put stuff in his mouth. And with autism, people don't want to really communicate. Aut- autism comes from the Greek word auto, which is the self, right? Selfism locked within the self, don't really want to communicate. So I didn't want to tell him, no, stop, (gasps) you know, because then I'm shutting it down. But luckily for me, um, I had lived as a journalist with hunting and gathering tribes a lot in Africa and other places. So I knew that 80 percent, 60 to 80 percent of what you see around you in any given environment is edible. Right. I quickly learned. You're not following him saying, take that out of your mouth. (laughs) Well, I I very quickly sort of went and um, learned the 10 most obvious edible plants. And we started foraging together. And immediately we had science, exploration, but it was in the course of one of these foraging expeditions that he noticed my neighbor's mare on the other side of the forest. And um, ironically, you know, I was a professional horse trainer and I was deliberately keeping my son away from horses because I thought he wasn't safe around them. Okay. He goes up to this mare, gets away from me before I can grab him and goes and makes his own relationship with her and stands next to her doing this with his arms. I want up, I want up but non-verbally. So I'm like, all right, well, I knew this mare. Yeah. I knew she was quiet. So I put him up and just kept a hand on him while she grazed. And all of his really agitated uh, behaviours just went just away. disappeared. And I was like, well, okay, this is good. Okay, yeah. I don't know what's going on here, but this is good. And then I thought, well, what about riding? So this is in Texas. I used to live in Texas. So Western riding, big old Western saddle room for two. All the kids grow up riding in front yeah. of mum and dad. So, okay, I did that. And within minutes... Uh, we were walking down towards a pond on met Betsy the mare and um, a heron got up and flapped away. He said, heron. He said, heron. Yeah, and I said, bleep, 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 bleep. That bleep, must bleep. have been unbelievable. I can't say on the radio. I and I was just like, I had no idea that you knew that word. You know, yeah. he had he had some, what you call echolalia, which is where they repeat stuff that they've heard, but they don't really understand what it is they're saying. Um, but it, this was really specific Incredible. speech. And the great irony here 
was that his speech therapist had just given up on him. And I was like, okay, don't worry, I've got a new therapist, got four legs, you know. Um, and uh, so we just started and I just started living in the saddle with him. And the speech came really fast. And I noticed, though, very quickly that there was a pattern to it. It was when the horse was in certain rhythms that you really got the best effect. And these rhythms are basically what people in the horse world call dressage. And it's when the horse is effectively dancing underneath mm. you. And it feels really good. Um, and the reason it feels really good is because it rocks your hips. And anything that rocks your hips in rhythm makes your body produce the antidote hormone, hormone to this cortisol that I was talking about yeah. before. And that is oxytocin. And oxytocin isn't just a bliss hormone, a happiness hormone, like serotonin, for example. It's the hormone of communication. And so you f you take a kid who's agitated and full of cortisol, and the cortisol's blocking learning, and then you flood them with basically the antidote to that. Oxytocin. And boom, you start getting communication. So that was what was going on. I only found that out subsequently. At the time, I was just like, well, damn, this is it working. Seems I'm like going to keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damascan moment, literally. Yeah. Um, so you've obviously studied the science since. since yeah. I have to ask, how is he now? He's amazing. He's 20. And he was just with me. I've been texting him right now before I came in here. Um, he just graduated high school. He owns his own house and his own car. He flies back and forth across the Atlantic. I now live in Germany. Um, he meets me and helps me with trainings for horseboy method and movement method, which are the two therapeutic modalities that we do. Um, he answers people's questions about uh, autism from the inside, like Temple Grandin did for me. It's really helpful for parents. And um, he is off to college. I mean, so it's, 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 Turn it's extraordinary. from where you were when he was three and what your expectation was. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. really is like a miracle. Yeah. Um, you're in Dublin now, you're, you're going to be part of the RDS and you're, you're as you say, you're talking now, giving people yeah. advice on this. What, what, how do you boil that advice down? Okay, who, who, who you're saying or all right, maybe so in a similar situation. I want to be of service to the listeners. So, yeah. okay, so listeners, if you are a parent of somebody with a neuropsychiatric condition or you are a family or good one of your good friends has, please don't despair. There really is something you can do and you can do this in your own living room, you do not need a horse. A horse gives you an optimal effect because it can produce so much oxytocin because of the power of its hips rocking your hips. Um, and it can do that for a long period of time. But there are other ways too. So we have two ways of working. One is called horse boy method with horses. The other is called movement method where we get the same effects without horses. You can learn how to do either of them if you go online to either horseboymethod.com or kidsmustmove.com kidsmustmove.com is where it will be in your own living room. Here's how it works okay, you've just heard us say you've got someone who's flooded with cortisol because they've got an overactive amygdala and an oversensitive nervous system which is triggering that amygdala first thing you need to do is get them away from the bad sensory triggers so the bad sensory triggers would be things like fluorescent strip lights, echo in a room industrial cleaning solvents uh, a lot of machine noise, that sort of thing. Get them outside. Yeah, man-made, as you say. Right, yep. but then you need to move them in certain ways. So this hip-rocking thing, if you've got a little kid, install a swing in your house. Um, let them bounce on the sofa. Um, get them moving in a way that creates oxytocin. Then when they are doing this, so make your house into a bit of a gym. 
when they're doing this, their brain will produce a protein, and this is what you need to know. Okay, so get your pens out. The protein is has an acronym BDNF. B stands for brain. D stands for derived, like made by, like made in China, made in Ireland. Brain derived. The next word is long. Neuro, N-E-U-R-O. That's brain cells. Trophic with a P-H. That means growing of, growing of brain cells. Factor. Effect the brain producing more of its own brain cells, so wow. the brain reaches this optimal capacity when you move and problem solve in this way. Among these brain cells are some cells with a funny name that sound like a Pokemon character: P U R K I N J E, Purkinje, Purkinje cells. They govern social skills and motor skills. If you can get the kid moving in these ways and feed in information, you are going to see results. Particularly if you do it in a natural environment or at home. Wow! So that's the best use I can be to you. That is incredible. Um, it's been great talking to you, Rupert. Thank you very much for coming in today. Um, you will be hosting two equine assisted, uh, assisted therapy demonstrations this Thursday and Friday at the Dublin Horse Show at the RDS. I will indeed. I need to give a little plug just before sure. I go. Child Vision in Drumcondra, um, do this in the middle of the city with horses and without horses. They're really, really good. And they are fundraising to build a new covered arena and therapy center right there in Drumcondra for the urban population. Um, they do need your help and support. So if you know anyone who is a philanthropist, send them down to talk to the team at uh, the, the um, uh, Child Vision stand at the RDS um, because it's a... It's a need that you don't normally get addressed in a city. The kids that grew up in the countryside are in a of much course. better position. So Child Vision, Drum Condra, help them out if you can. Okay, great. Rupert, thank you very much indeed. Okay, my pleasure. Thank you. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.